Welcome to the Noble Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, CK Lin, former tech executive turned entrepreneur. This podcast is about purpose and what other people have already figured out. My intention is that you use these lessons and insights to have more impact, more prosperity, and more joy in life and business. And maybe one day, you even join our tribe. My next guest is a former Warden MBA who took a leap of faith to pursue his passion in transformational experiences. These days, he traveled around the world, California, Costa Rica, Colorado, and Bali as a transformational artist, as a DJ, as a breathwork teacher, and also as an integration coach to create experiences that brings more joy for people. Welcome to Noble Warrior, Salman. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Um, yeah. So let's bring back to the place where you went from being a, a banker, working in finances, into that transition to this path of joy and purpose and, and healing. Can you bring us back to that place? And, and by the way, before you answer, the reason why I asked that question is this. We had a time after COVID, as they say, the great resignation period, right? A lot of people are making changes and thinking about what are their priorities are and they're making different choices. And I think your story is going to illustrate what it takes to take that leap of faith from what's known to what's a little bit scary. <laughs> what's a little bit scary? What's a little bit risky? What's edgy? Absolutely. Yeah, thank, thank you for that prompt, CK. Um, I've had many lives, uh, as I'm sure Mary, many of you who are watching do, um, and I'll take you back to a life in which I was um, living, living, um, living in the mainstream, living uh, a life of expectations um, that were set upon me by my parents, by other family members, by society at large, um, and by myself from the programming that I received. And I, I grew up, you know, in, 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 a, in an environment that was heavily education focused, which was great. I, I went to good schools growing up, um, graduated with a degree, a degree in finance and ended up working in banking with high powered positions in investment banking right out of university. I went to USC, Southern California and ended up working in investment banking for three years and three years at the World Bank um, in Washington, D.C. and Dubai. So high-powered finance positions ended up going and getting a Wharton MBA um, after that. And so I saw my career path going, going up and transitioned into another exciting role, uh, exciting field of, of technology and, and, and tech startups in the finance, finance world as well and worked for two companies in, in the payment sector. And throughout this time, I felt like my life was going in the right direction. But deep down, I felt unsatisfied. I had a I had jobs that were um, fulfilling in many ways, but also unfulfilling in in other ways. Felt strain on my time, and uh, I was in a in a relationship at the time in San Francisco in 2017 that was also kind of just okay, just like my 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 work, like fulfilling and satisfying in many ways, but there was a deep deep unsatisfaction within me. So was there a moment though? I mean, or was it just a slow burn over time, and finally you were you had enough, and you say that that yeah, that's it. So Is there was like a spe specific moment. Two two things. 
I would say two, two moments that really led to my, my transformation and transition. The first was this, this, this unsettling feeling of the relationship and the job just kind of being middle of the road that led me to seek a different path, to, to seek something new. And that's when I sat with my first ayahuasca ceremony in 2017 um, in, in, in the Bay Area. And that propelled me in a different direction. I, I changed a lot of things in my life at the time. My diet, the people who I was hanging out with, um, my interests. And over time, that relationship that I had eroded. And I found myself with a completely new community and uh, different desires. And then in 2018, the oh, thing that um, before you go. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I like how you just broad stroke over that. I mean, that's a big experience, right? Ayahuasca. I mean, even for me, if I think about uh, my life, ayahuasca for sure was a pivotal moment. So going to that, because you just said, hey, I you know let go of some relationships and went into a new community. But what actually happened, you know, in your vision, what insights came to you? Go into that. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, so that first ceremony, that first plant medicine, intentional plant medicine experience was so transformational for me. Um, I went into it searching for answers around my relationships with my then girlfriend and with my parents. And um, for, for those of you who have not sat with ayahuasca, it is a really powerful plant medicine uh, psychedelic that opens up the gateway to the spirit world for anyone who chooses to work with it. Uh, who feels called to work with this medicine and uh, it allows um, one to connect with their ancestors and spirits and guides and um, get information and wisdom that isn't ex easily accessible in normal reality and from what that experience that one experience for me i experienced um, a feeling and sense that love is the currency of the universe and it's really the the only thing that matters in 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 our lives and it's what drives us forward to create to live in in complete alignment and integrity with ourselves and it's something that gets to be given and not expected uh, to be received um and so my relationship shifted with my girlfriend at the time because i was struggling to feel like um to to love her and i was just given this this information to, to just give without expectation, like unattached um, uh, love. And so that was one thing, but other parts of myself changed and shifted. Um, I found my love for myself. I discovered love for myself and what that looked like for me, self-love was to take care of myself better, to take care of what I put in my body better. Um, to shift the way I ate, to you know, stop eating processed meats and and dairy and all sorts of other things that were not serving me and my body. So I became a vegan. I mm. quit drinking alcohol completely. Um, I quit drinking coffee. I was addicted to coffee at the time um, in the morning. So I I shifted my relationship to myself and how I treated myself, and that shifted how I treated others as well. So that was a big big transformation for me that was it was it um flip on a switch from drinking alcohol to no alcohol to meat to no meat to coffee to no coffee like that or was it a, a, a slow gradual process so before one 
works with ayahuasca, um, it is highly, highly recommended to do what's called a dieta, which is a preparation, preparational diet in which um, you remove certain aspects um, from your life. And that includes certain foods like red meat, alcohol, caffeine, spicy, sweet, salty foods. Um, and, and so for me, I, I honored that very well and decided to cut all these things prior to that journey, that ceremony. And I just, and I realized how good it was for me to feel that in my body. And I continued that going forward. And so mm. it was pretty much a shift because of that. Mm. And then continuing on just felt right for me to do that. Mm. And in that, you know, the, the, like the shifting of those habits and practices also created new habits and practices for me um, as a person that I continue to hold. That's beautiful. So you never had any kind of relapse, any kind oh, of I mean, pullbacks? I'm, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer so like militant about not eating certain things. I'm no longer vegan. I was vegan for a year after that mm. first experience. Um, now I'm much more open and flexible about what I, what I choose to consume. But it, it, what it did was it invited a level of conscious awareness into my being mm. about what I was doing with myself because I was doing a lot of things so unconsciously and that mm. had to do with my life. I mean, it affected my, you know, my, my relationships and my work and I was just mm. doing this thing. I was just, you know, like performing at my job because, and working for companies that I thought were going to be successful and not really thinking through what is the intention behind this? I'm doing mm. this to make the money um and to have the the nice you know the nice objects because that's what i thought everyone was supposed to do i didn't really internalize what is it that i want and how does it make me feel and what what feeling do i want to embody at all times mm. so it was a lot of unconscious um you know unconscious unconscious practices that that suddenly i was able to turn a light on and become aware of that and i got to change yeah beautiful so for those who, let me ask this question, I'll contextualize a little bit. So I went on similar journeys as well, and mm -hmm. uh, and it was life-changing for me as well. I can get into the specific details uh, if you're curious, but uh, similar lessons that this is, for me anyway, it's not a silver bullet. Mm -hmm. If I drink this brew, this tea, this medicine, like life would just magically turn out. And if anything, it was a temporary um, clarity of or awareness of what's working in my life and what isn't working in my life. Mm -hmm. And then more specifically about the, the area of where I was blind about things that I was doing, but unconscious of mm -hmm. or, or not paying so much attention to. So this allows me to bring more awareness to going forth. What do I want? Hey everyone, just want to take a quick break to ask for your support. As you know, I don't run any ads or sell anything on this podcast. The only way I can continue to bring you inspiring stories and ideas is if you help me spread the word. By rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast, you can help even more entrepreneurs and leaders to discover, express, and amplify their purpose. You can help them have a better relationship with themselves, trust their intuition, and pursue things that bring them more aliveness in life and in business. 
It only takes you a few seconds to leave a review, and it means the world to me. But more importantly, it could change someone's life. So if you have a moment, please rate and review this podcast and share with your friends and colleagues. Thanks for your support. Now back to the episode. I wanted to um, pay more attention to, surround myself with, consume more of, or, and then what are some of the, the things I want to stay away from and yeah. do less of and distance myself accordingly. So, um, so for those people who are curious, who's never taken the medicine, uh, as you said, like, oh man, I don't want to just blow up my life, blow up my career, blow up my family, blow up my relationships, change what I eat, change, you know, uh, how I consume alcohol or caffeine. Those are things that I enjoy. I have some level of comfort there. What would you say to those people who is like, yeah, but I'm really scared of blowing up my life? Yeah. Well, first of all, my experience is by no means reflective of the broader population. And and uh, and that was just, that's my own personal experience that I, 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 chose, I chose for myself and found that worked for me. Um, so... If anyone is interested in exploring um, what ayahuasca or any other kind of sacred plant medicine, intentional psychedelic use could do for them, um, you know the, the 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 wholesale changes that are possible are not necessarily going to happen. Um, and with that said, with that said, what what I would say is. Um, is, is that if there's any curiosity and any curiosity to explore deeper within oneself, like why things are the way they are for yourself, like why you're continuing to experience certain patterns, certain things of ways of living that might cause you some suffering, might cause you to question what, why is this happening to me? Um, then that is a, a very good, very good indicator um, and invitation to, con to perhaps consider um, deeper down on a subconscious level, what could be happening? Uh, why this all is happening for you? Um, and so it's, it's, it's certainly, it certainly can be scary. And I think it's, you know, entering into these spaces um, is, it's very normal to feel, to feel a, little, a bit of apprehension and anxiety around it because we don't know what we don't know. And there's a level of uncertainty and, um, and uh, yeah, and probably some trepidation there. Um, but my belief is that is that the learning and the growth for anyone, any individual in in their in their life journey, in their self development journey, goes. You know, it happens in those spaces um, that are scary. And mm -hmm. and if you stay in the comfort, if you stay in the comfort zone, <laughs> like how much how much really can you grow from that? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's like. It's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll make an analogy with, uh, with like, working out, exercising. If you, you know, if if you're if you're just lifting five pound weights, you're comfortable doing that. You're not really going to grow your muscles. If you get to a place where you're really exhausting yourself and you're breaking down muscle tissue and it's hard, um, that's when you actually see, see the gains, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when it comes to your own life, your own ways of thinking, your mind, and your your self development. It's like in those edgy places is when you really see what you're made of and what what insights will really be revealed to you. Mm. I love it. 
you know, as you're speaking, the visuals comes to mind is think about uh, a pie, right? As uh, a circle, there's area of, of life that's full of light, that's fully illuminated. Those are areas that you know that you know, and yes. there are areas of life that you know that you don't know, right? That's also illuminated. But there's a huge aspect of our life that's what we don't know that we don't know. Mm -hmm. What we call blind spots. Mm -hmm. And for me, <clears throat> drinking ayahuasca or having these type of conversations or having reflections, serious contemplation times allow us to explore and illuminate our blind spots. And it may be scary to think about, but at the same time, for me and you, we're the seekers, right? We want to grow in more uh, intentional way. When we illuminate these blind spots and we can see like, hey, look, Oh, now I know why I'm not particularly excited about this area of my life, my relationships, my diet, my body, my business, my career, my finances, whatever the thing is. And yeah. that does allow us more opportunities to drive our meat suit in a particular direction. That's the way I think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I fully agree with that. I fully agree with that. I love, I love that, that uh, you know, the reference you made of like what we don't know, we don't know. Um, yeah. a lot of life is like that. And, and I think there's, there's, a uh, our, our, our egos, our minds often want to be in control and really do what we know about. And, uh, and that's just a, such a limited part of, of, of life and our own awareness and our own consciousness. It's just such a small sliver. There's so much of what we don't know that we don't know. And, and in these, in these experiences, those parts do get illuminated. And, um, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can just say, I can just kind of close with, with saying, with saying that, like, I've, I've gotten so much from exploring the depths of the unknown. Um, and I, I'm so grateful for all of that, because I feel like I've grown so much as a person because of it. Do you feel that, um, how many times do you sit in this plant medicine ceremonies correlates with how quickly you grow <clears throat> mm -hmm. or that's just a proxy? <laughs> so I'd say I'd answer that in a couple of ways. Mm. Uh, and um, actually, yeah, quite a number of ways. I, for me personally, my a lot of my growth and development have come as a result of the work I do. My personal work with uh, with plant medicine and the first part was what I just shared uh, about my own personal my own personal growth so that first ceremony led me to make changes in my life led me to shift my 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 surroundings um, you know my habits my practices the people I surround myself with what I do with my life and opened me up to a range of experiences and that I had not been um, focusing on before, mm. Mm. uh, more artistic experiences, per creative experiences that I now I'm living and embodying. Mm. Uh, and what are those, by the way? Sure. Um, music, mm. only music and, uh, and, 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 and art design, um, designing products, jewelry, mm. uh, that sort of thing and, and creating experiences and being, and actually being in, uh, in, in, in 
facilitation roles that in the past I shied away from. So there's a lot of expansion for me and it's not, it's not a lin. It wasn't a linear journey for me. Um, it wasn't a goal setting process in five years. I'll be a DJ and facilitator. No, no, absolutely not. And that's, and that's, that's a good segue to what I'd like to share, which is there's, there's an element of, of, uh, of trust and, and surrender when it comes to working, working and diving deep into, into these spaces, because this isn't, this isn't the linear world that we're talking about. It's very much a nonlinear world. And maybe we can even go so far as to say the quantum, but, um, but it was a nonlinear path for me. It wasn't like, I'm going to do this because this is the next step in my evolution. Uh, it's not like climbing the corporate ladder where I'm, you know, making manager and director and VP and, and whatnot, um, where that was what I came from. It was more from like, oh, I feel complete, completely different in my body and I'm going to go explore what I, what feels joyful and, and fun for me. And that I, I feel like this, this desire to just explore because of the, the love of it. Um, and so my, my ayahuasca journeys led me to doing more going on more ceremonies and finding myself uh, working with an organization that was doing this for other people like me, um, people who are highly accomplished, uh, high achievement oriented type A business people. Um, and that led me on this whole longer journey um, of discovering myself and my gifts and my creative talents. Um, that's kind of led me to where, where I am now. Mm. Okay. So let's double click on that. Okay for the the overachiever younger version of salman right the the warden mba he's thinking like man i don't understand the language ck and salman are speaking the trust and surrender and listen to the body and joy no idea what that means how would you translate what you just said to the younger uh, salman who is all about achievement, 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 show me the most efficient, effective step to take, and I will take it no matter what the cost is. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I'm sure the younger version of me, the, the younger Salman, would have a lot of skepticism and disbelief about what this, what this version is saying. Um, definitely was looking at life as just this, this path of like climbing, 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 instead going up you know, more and more steps. Um, there, uh, what I ended up doing, and I think there's, I would love to, to just like name drop an amazing book that I, that I read, which I think would probably resonate here. And it's called the surrender experiment. And it's a book written by a man named Michael Singer, who wrote another book, um, the soul. beautiful, beautiful mm -hmm. book, but the surrender experiment was a book that I was encouraged to read before a particular retreat that I did um, a few years ago. And it, 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 it told about, um, it, was, it was basically the biography of, of, of Michael Singer, who was this man who grew up in, in Florida, you know, with a couple of economics degrees and found himself deep into, I believe it was um, Zen meditation. And decided to buy a piece of land because he found himself able to to quiet his his thinking mind which many of us have analytical rational very logical 
thinking mind, always trying to make sense of everything. And he decided that he didn't want to make sense of things so much anymore and decided to devote his life to meditation and surrendering to whatever wanted to happen around him. And there's there's an element of just kind of allowing things to happen. There's also an element of not resisting. And I think the story for me is about not resisting and, and not trying to push forward to create something against all odds because there's beauty in allowing and surrendering and the long the long story short he ended up having a, a series of beautiful things occurring um, in his life that led to him becoming the ceo of a publicly traded company and and that was not because he pushed and pushed and pushed and tried to create that experience um, it was because that's what just wanted to happen through his own way of surrendering to the universe and it may sound like some woo-woo magical spiritual speak um, but I can I can test and would say to my younger self that by following what 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 I really truly wanted in my life which I didn't give space to before because I thought that I had to push and push and achieve um, I'm actually a much happier person because I'm doing the things in my life now that I love to do where my work and my 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 play, my free time, everything feels very much in alignment. I'm not creating this dissonance, this separation, uh, this duality between my my work and my play, or you know my professional and my personal. It's all molded into one because I've decided to um, to surrender to all the things that I love, and and by doing that and focusing on service which is nothing I want to talk about, things have really come into, come into more clarity and uh, cohesion for, my, for, for myself. Mm. I love that. Thanks for articulating it. And as someone who is on that path as well, I definitely <laughs> relate. Uh, mm -hmm. mm. I, I do still want to address a little bit to the younger Salman and CKs, because okay. I, 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 I sense the skeptical voice very strongly. I kind of hear it in my mind, right? This is, all sounds awesome. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, but, but what about achievement, right? I don't want to, I want, I don't want to not achieve anymore because mm -hmm. uh, achievement is important for me, but mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to just sit and meditate all day. Yeah, and 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 not uh, waste the give you know, God-given talent and gifts and blessings that has been given to me. So, what what do you say to that voice? Yeah, I, I would say uh, I would say to consider what achievement, like how how do you define achievement, and is the achieve like I'm I'm not like I'm no stranger to, or I would, I would, I would, I'm not saying to, to downplay or to um, discount that aspect of anyone in their life. I'm still very much achievement oriented. I want to be successful. Um, I am successful already in my life in a number of ways. And my, my approach now as opposed to before is to, 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 to find the things in my life that um, that truly mean something to me, that truly give me purpose and meaning um, from from a 
yeah, from a completely aligned place. And so achievement to me now is still very much important. But whereas before there was an achievement of doing something that didn't feel right to me. And like, that's why I mentioned the disconnect between the personal and the professional. Um, and for me now, achievement is continuing to become successful and do the things that are, um, that allow me to receive, you know, financial gifts and, and become better in myself. Um, mm. but, but for things that I personally find much more fulfilling, mm. and maybe I can relate this to a story. The second, the second kind of transformational experience that I, that I had after ayahuasca was my experience at, at, at Burning Man mm. in 2018, in which I, there was, there was a, there was a clear sign. I was working a job. I was working as a director at a tech company and during the day and my nights and weekends were spent building an art project that I was going to take to Burning Man that year with my friends and just, and just knowing, just feeling in my body that I was kind of just not happy at work. And I was so lit up creating this project that wasn't, that wasn't going to make me any money, but still felt like once we created this, that was like the feeling of achievement that really lit up my soul. And it did once we completed it, brought it to Burning Man. It was a vegan ramen noodle bar that we served people. Oh, nice. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All night long during the playa. Um, during mm. And um and it just lit up my soul that led me to realize that that's what I wanted to do in my life. Um, what's that? What's that? I would, I would when you say, say that's that, what I want to do in my life, what's that? To create. Mm. To create art, to facilitate experiences of connection, of wonder, of joy, um, of community. And that was an element that was an experience that really led to like the furthering of my transformation in, in my journey. But I, I want to just kind of relate that back to achievement because um, there's achievement in many areas of life. And, and for me creating that, the culmination of that was an achievement in itself. And the, like the, the, the juice or the, you know, the, the jewel of that was the realization that if I, I didn't need the, 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 you know, the, the, the corporate achievement for myself, it helped, it was great. And I knew that if I put my heart into something that I really cared about and loved that I can still achieve and I can still be successful. It's just, in, it's just in a different way. And I might receive, I might recognize how I would receive um, benefit from that at a different time and in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my biggest uh, ahas doing uh, plant medicine ceremonies is comes down to this phrase, what's it all for if not for joy? Mm -hmm. I have lived my life for many decades in the pursuit of achievement and at the cost of personal health, relationships, fun, friends, mm. just everything I could to achieve. 
And then what ended up happening for me is, you know, that the, the, the half-life of that satisfying moment, right? The, the enjoyment of achievement yeah. went from days to hours, to minutes, to seconds, to nanoseconds. <laughs> it, it was so well hung, my ego would just, would just say, okay, that's done. What's next? Literally, yeah. I had no time to even enjoy what took me sometimes years of effort to achieve a thing. So, uh, so that was a, definitely a recipe for a, a miserable, <laughs> a boring, uh, dry <laughs> life. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so for me, I, I love what you said about now you're aligned, right? Internally and externally. Yeah. Uh, I, and I would say this to anyone listening, the younger CKs and Salmons of the world who's worried that this will um, lessen their drive, their ambition. You know, just take this on for size. Who you are is someone who loves mastery, who loves to achieve things. So what we're talking about is mostly internal alignment. It won't take away the horsepower that you already have. That's who you are. So I don't think you need to concern that you're going to become less ambitious or less achievement oriented, but rather your focus, this drive, this horsepower that you have to something that you truly, that makes you come alive. That's what I'll say to the younger CK. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, it is. It's no, it's, it's, there's, there's not a, a sense of, of losing ambition or motivation. It's just directed in, uh, in, in a different way in, in mm. a, in a, that leads to a more fulfilling, satisfying, joyful life. And that's, mm. and that's, that's, that's what I've, that's what I've personally experienced. So, so yeah. speaking of joy, I'm curious, yeah. uh, there, there's a lot of different directions like we can go into about transformational modalities, but I'm curious, right? Let's say the younger CK listening to this says, oh, that sounds interesting, right? I now live a miserable life without any joy whatsoever. Yeah. How do I bring more joy back in my life? What are some step-by-step -step tactical way to do that? Great, great question. Um, everyone likes something. Everyone finds joy in something. And there are different ways, there are different things everyone finds joy in. For me, for me, there was, you know, I, I, I love music. I love art. I love experiences. I love, you know, festival culture. I love, I love those, those, those places and spaces that, um, that bring people together for the spirit of joy. And so it was pretty easy for me to be able to, to find myself in those spaces. Um, for everyone, it's different. And I think finding, finding an outlet for your joy and, 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 and taking further steps into that outlet is, is, is important to find out how you can be most contributive to, to, um, you know, to fulfilling your own journey of joy. And I would say, I would say whatever that is for anyone, um, for you listeners, whether, you know, it's an art or music or whatever it may be cooking, um, step into it and i mentioned this earlier but i'd like to I'd like to re reflect back on it which is service be step into um even if it's a small step 
step into a level of service where you're not just consuming and participating in whatever it is that you love to do, um, but find ways to support and give back mm-hmm. and offer to others the things mm-hmm. that you love. Um, and I think that will create more opportunities, mm-hmm. uh, possibilities for you to discover how that joy gets to be further manifested for you in your life. An example for me is I, you know, I, I mentioned with, with, with this plant medicine work, I found mm-hmm. so much healing in it and transformation in myself mm-hmm. that, you know, it changed my life in, in many different ways. And I find myself at a retreat where I was, re- I was just, again, blown away. My life changed so much. I experienced and received so many beautiful experiences that I offered myself to come back and support and help them with, with different things, with marketing, with outreach, with on the ground help and just like led with an open heart of service. And I think that led me to find more opportunities to really, um, you know, to, to, to feel more joy because of the work I'm doing is now part of the things that I loved to, to experience, um, and just opened up a lot of doors for me. And I've done that with many different things with music, with art. Um, and so service leading with service and finding ways to just say, Hey, uh, I want to help. I love this and I want to help. And, um, how can I help to whoever it is, is, you know, you're, you're connecting with. So that's, that's what I would say. I want to double click on that because a lot of times people ask me, how did you become, for example, the head of culture or the chief culture officer for the startup? How did you become a coach or how did you become a podcaster? How did you get so-and-so on your podcast? It's very much in the spirit of what you just said, you know, in the spirit of service. I, I like this thing. I'm going to see what I can do to help. It could be in the form of being a guardian, right? It can be in the form of being an evangelist by bringing people to it. It could be in the form of operational help, as you said, right? The marketing and the other operational help, which you have some superpowers with, right? Mm-hmm. So those are all points of leaning into the unknown and just see how can I add value to this entity this organization or this ecosystem. Ultimately, in my mind, that's what life is all about. It's not transactional per se, but it's the flow of karma. So Mm -hmm. we can add more value any way possible. If you become that person, just adds value everywhere you go. I deeply believe that what goes around comes around. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a really beautiful way of, of putting it. Um, adding value, service—you know—two ways, two ways of saying. Just another way of saying it is for me, like leaving leaving something better than I found it. Mm. Um, mm. You know, uh, experiencing something that 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 gave me, um, you know, gave me some some you know beautiful reflection or joy or experience, then mm-hmm. giving back. So this is this is how life goes. You know, we. We, 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 we receive and we give, we give mm-hmm. and receive. Um, and there is this reciprocity and it's mm-hmm. important to just know like how, how 
best to give back in, in every situation. And sometimes yeah. I find the most joy, um, not in just like doing things, but in, in giving, in offering, in helping, in supporting. And, um, and that's why that's, that's where I find the most, yeah, the most happiness. So I have a question specifically around making a transition from someone who is a consumer, as you said earlier, to someone mm -hmm. who's a contributor to someone who's a professional contributor, right? Because there's amateur, you know, volunteer contributor and then professional contributor. Yeah. I'm curious to know, as you add more value, to, you mm -hmm. need to also take a leap of faith from someone who is an amateur to someone who said, all right, I'm, I now do this on the professional way. I can give you a high standard of delivery or experience. Yeah. What went from I'm just going to play music very quietly, right? <laughs> to myself and to others to now play music, right? With your full heart, full expression to now charging people to hear your music. Can you share a little bit about that transition? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, and we'll use, we'll use the example of, of, of DJing. Um, as I now consider myself a professional DJ, uh, mm -hmm. Two years ago, I hadn't, and it was, I loved music for years. I've been going to clubs, I've been going to festivals, I love um, ecstatic dance, and and so I've been, and at the time in Bali, I was living in Bali in 2020 during the pandemic, and I was um, exposed to a lot of great um, dance events and DJs. We were still, we were still uh, dancing at the time throughout the entire thing, um, and I decided that I received so much, I wanted to get back, I want to learn, I want to just just play and so i got myself a couple of controllers and practiced and one day my friend was looking for a dj for a, a house party and i said oh i can do it i'll try mm -hmm. that was that was me being the you know the kind of like the shy like oh i'm not sure about this i'm gonna give it a try and it ended up being you know i, I put some energy into it in practice and, and trying to be a good a good you know a good a good showing and from then on it's it it kind of you know it 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 didn't balloon but it was a gradual like oh cool like i did that pretty well i'm gonna put myself out there and take a risk and just offer myself in service and not expecting much afterwards but just just again in service because i loved doing it and little by little the opportunities kept coming and um and the, I think the, the, I guess the, the, the practical application of, of like how I did it um, was to find something that I, I loved and to, to offer myself in the spirit of that. So for me, it was offering music, DJing, dancing, um, and to not just, not just surrender. So as I mentioned before, like a big part of this is, is, is in the, like this, the surrender portion of just letting things happen, um, but also taking inspired action to mm -hmm. to create opportunities for myself, mm -hmm. and that involved me putting myself out there. So there were risks taken for me. Like there was reputational risk. What if I sucked? You know, what if I? You know, definitely felt imposter syndrome at a, at a lot of times. I'm like, who am I? I'm this finance guy. And How did you I overcome that? Actually, speaking on that. How did yeah. you overcome that? How did I overcome that? Um, mm. Well, 
there was definitely still that feeling for me um, a lot of times, uh, but I, I, I took the steps to, to prepare myself. And I think this is where the, you know, all the, all the things I learned in my life um, to just be a resourceful person came in handy. Um, not just, you know, not just going out there without any plan of action, but being strategic about it, practicing, knowing exactly what I was going to do. And maybe I wasn't, you know, technically as skilled as I am now or other people are, but just going out there and like reducing the, the, the possibilities for me to, 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 to screw up. Um, and, and I think it's, uh, there's, yeah, so there's, there's, there was, there was that structured part of, of my way of being and thinking that allowed me to, to become successful in what I did. And, mm. uh, it's, um, you know, I'm around the spiritual world a lot and the, there's in, in the spiritual world, we, anybody in, in a particular body, whether it be a male body or, or a female body has both masculine and feminine within them. Mm we are we're both masculine and feminine we're the union of the two um but we just have different physical features externally and and for me it was a beautiful interplay of the masculine and feminine where there was um you know the 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 allowing of just kind of like seeking the, the the beauty the art the the creative element of me stepping out of the corporate world into something that was completely new um the you know the, the the music aspect but also uh but also being very very left-brained and masculine and structured about it and preparing and like being practiced in order to to direct myself in a direction that would lead to my success so so actually okay so we do use that masculine and feminine energy on noble warrior quite a lot because we right. use the the yin yang sign to illustrate certain points the polarity of our life a lot right yeah. So inside of that, do you, did you follow a, a certain number of hours of practice per day, a certain time that you practice? How did you maximize or optimize the way you learn this new craft? <laughs> um, I'd, say, I'd say that part was a little more feminine for me because I didn't, I didn't have like, you know, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't structure my time of the day of like, oh, four hours a day, you know, every, every week or anything. It was, it was more along the lines of uh, when I knew I had something like a gig uh, set up for me at some point, I'm going to be putting the hours in beforehand. Mm. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. It's really cool. So every time I was speaking to a legendary drummer the other day, his name is Kenny Arnoff. Mm -hmm. And he play with just, you know, he has like, uh, I think like platinum records all over the place, you know, his Zoom background and just a legendary guy. We we're talking about um, his practicing rituals and how he prepare himself to mm. go into gigs. And, um, but that's a whole other conversation. I'll, I'll have him, well, I'll have that conversation with Kenny's on the podcast. Yeah. Next time for sure. He's a, I will, I will, I will say a little bit, like a little bit of, of, um, of an insight into, into my, into my process and, and just, and just so like maybe the, the, the listeners know two, two years ago, I didn't, I didn't, hadn't done this, any of this before. And I got into it and I opened myself up to, to playing. And for example, now I didn't consider myself a musician before. And 
or an artist at all. I was just straight finance banker tech guy uh, for, for, for multiple years. And now I consider myself an artist, a musician, a creative, a coach, an entrepreneur, all of these things that were labels that I never associated myself with. And it was because of stepping in and surrendering to the things that I loved and opening myself up to that and also putting practice in. And so, you know, for me as a DJ now, um, I, I've like, I was on tour this last week up and down California, I'm playing ecstatic dances and I've played like the biggest festival in Bali in May and I'll be playing at Burning Man. I'll be playing a festival in Colorado afterwards. Now I'm a festival DJ, which is something I never thought I'd be, but it's beauty. It's beautiful that I surrender to what the universe like has given to me, has, has opened the doors for me to do. Um, and part of the, the insight of my, my process as I was grow, you know, I was growing in that in that in that in that journey was to be very specific about how I would craft every set that I did and having like very detailed notes about it um, because now I'm much more seasoned and experienced and I can just flow and 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 DJ on the fly before I had to like make very detailed line by line. This is what I'm going to do. This is the next track. When is it going to be, you know, uh, move to this track, etc. So I started off with like this very masculine structured way of doing it um, in order to prepare myself for, for my success. And then once I got that practice in and I was able to dial it in and know um, and kind of like, I love, you know, embody the way I would I would craft any kind of musical journey then it's become more innate in me and now I'm able to flow and use my feminine more mm. and just like weave things in through intuition so speaking on intuition I know you did intuitive body work you want to talk about how you hone your calibration to your own intuition a bit <laughs> mm. and, and but then why you think let me actually contextualize this a little bit the masculine approach to decision making is give me all the data there is possible let me That's look cool. at the trend line let me look at best practices and based on data then i'll make decisions accordingly that's a very masculine way of decision making and yeah. a higher level so to speak uh, way to make decisions very intuitive Right, you, you, you connect the dots based on everything that you know beyond the data that you see, but everything that you know as a human. And uh, I consider that to be, well, I want to do both. Not to say I just want to use my intuition alone. I want to look at all the data and then make a decision based on my intuition. So I actively cultivate my own intuitive thought process. And he, the huge part of it is medicine work. A huge part of it is I'm now learning music. I'm learning the djembe. I want to oh, play. Yes. Uh, yeah, I want to I want to be able to play djembe and sing ceremony songs during ceremony, something yes. that I'm actively taking on. So everything that you said about your journey as a DJ, mm -hmm. I resonate. Mm. I resonate. And certainly there is a leap of faith one needs to take. And often, so I'll share a story. This is a, it's a humbling story, but... <laughs> but I think is inst instructive for anyone who is maybe, maybe not about taking that leap of faith. So I've been learning Jinbei for the last 60 days, right? Every day, 
15 plus minutes, you know, however time. So I'm, I'm getting the rhythm. I'm like, I'm getting this. So I play in ceremony a couple of day, uh, a couple, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And then the owner of the house came, came to me and said, Hey, sit closer to the guitar. I'm like, why I'm good where I'm at. He said like, no, you're off beat and you're playing really loud. I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> the shame. <laughs> but and I share that with, with Kenny Aronoff, a legendary, he said, well, everyone needs to go through that. So congratulations for, for experiencing that. The important thing is to get back on the mat and continue to practice. So mm -hmm. that's the way I bring myself back to, like, let me just continue to practice. So with all that said, um, what, are, what are some of your ways to cultivate this elevation of your intuition? Hmm. <clears throat> I will say that all my work, all my work with, uh, with, with, with plant medicine has helped a lot, a lot with that. Um, <clears throat> and not only that, um, but sitting with myself, um, meditation alone and being out in nature has helped a lot with that too. Um, really tuning in with myself. And, you know, I, I mentioned plant medicine because in an ayahuasca ceremony, you are not interacting with anyone. You are kind of tuning into yourself and the visions and what the medicine wants to share with you. Um, and and it's, it's like your your awareness, your conscious awareness is, is much more heightened. And that happens also with, with being in a meditative practice where there's no external, you know, it's all internal. You're tuning in with yourself. And when I'm out in nature, you know, I'm, I'm just tuning into myself as part of this grander uh, universe. We are not different from nature or apart from nature. We are nature. We are part of nature. We are nature. And, and so in these spaces, as, as examples, um, I'm, I'm shutting off my, my mind, my brain, my thinking brain, my logical analytical left brain that has so much to say and it's all noise. 99% of it is just noise. And it's just the ego wanting to just like be heard. And, and when I'm in that, that's that state, you know, um, the, what is it? I think the, the, the like the beta, you know, when we talk about brain waves, there's the alpha, beta, gamma, delta, the beta waves, right? Like the very, like just high frequency, um, just talking state. I'm not able to tune in myself and my intuition gets, pushed down mm. it, it gets silenced by all the clutter the mental blah um and so I've, i find myself able to tune into myself when i want to make some decisions um by giving myself the mental space and the clarity and and just like removing myself from places of distraction getting away from my computer getting away from my phone getting away from conversations maybe i'll like i'll use that as um all that as as as, as fodder you know as kind of like the the raw materials for 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 myself to then take the space and process it on my own by myself and let my intuition guide me with with my own internal wisdom. What about the body? Can you say anything about intuition oh, in yeah. the body? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I 
that what I spoke about now is in reference to the mind and how to kind of get a get a clear mind. But the body, the body says so much. The body says so much, and and I, I want to. I think it's uh, um, it's a, it's a good segue to talk about the, the work I do with 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 breath work because I I, I perform and I I lead breath work ceremonies um, called somatic breath work. It's a it's a self breath work that allows people to kind of allow their um, their their um, you know the 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 messages that are residing in the body to come out um and where i'll go with this is i will <laughs> so i'm going to go back to a story of maybe about 12 years ago or 12 years ago 10 years ago perhaps i was living in 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 dubai at the time and I, this was pre-MBA. I was actually applying to two different MBA, like I applied to six different MBA programs and I got into two of them. I got to three of them and I was choosing between two, two that I really wanted, Wharton and another school. And um, I had chosen the other school over Wharton, even though my body said that I wanted to be at Wharton. When I mm -hmm. went to visit the campus, it felt great. When I went to visit the other school, it was okay, but the mind told me that I should have, I should go to that school because they offered me a half ride scholarship. It was like, I'm going to save $60,000. It's a lot of money for me at the time at 28, even though I was going to get a you know big paying salary job afterwards. But I'm like, I'm going to do the right thing. You know, like rankings wise, they're just like one off from each other. So I chose the other school. I put in the deposit application, everything. I said, yes. And as soon as I did that, even though my body said I wanted to be at Wharton, living in Philadelphia, um, instead of this other cold place that you know wasn't as great, um, all of a sudden, like my body like shifted and felt like I felt sick that whole day. It was like like everything just like didn't feel right, like like just this 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 like this pain in my in my in my chest started to happen. And, uh, and that was when I first realized how important intuition is. It was, uh, it was just like everything I knew was wrong and I had to go back in my decision in order to make things feel right. Um, it doesn't answer your question about how I tune into it. It was, this is an example of like how I really understood that this is a real thing. And now how I tune into it is, is that, um, is, is everything that I just shared just kind of like, allowing myself to feel and and knowing that if if my body feels like a yes to something it's uh it's it's going to let me know it's going to let me know it just it just feels right there's a lightness in my chest there's mm. like a lightness in my body there isn't this tension there's contraction this 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 heaviness so that's that's a that's that's a way of understanding and being able to decipher for yourself whether a decision that you're making is right or wrong based on your intuition. It just feels, you're going to feel light or you're going to feel contraction, expansion mm. or contraction. It's one of the two. Mm. One of the um, technique that I discover during ceremony actually mm -hmm. is the mind, as you said, creates a lot of ideas. It just wants to be helpful, right? So it's constantly, am I helpful here, 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 even though, you know, I don't need it to do anything other than just sit. So the mic produced a lot of ideas and, and, uh, a simple trick is just put my hand on my heart 
and just feel like, hey, what does my body need right now? So for me, that's a way to amplify what does the body desire in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I want to segue to lifestyle design. That's what actually what brought us together very recently. Yeah, you know, I was watching, you know, passively um, what you're doing. You're traveling around the world, living up your life. I really mm-hmm. love how you are expressing uh, your inner joy by the way you live your life, right? So so that looks very glamorous from a distance. How mm-hmm. do you practicalize going from 95 or solopreneur or entrepreneur to someone who lives uh, their life from Bali or Colorado, California, different places? Can you walk us through the practical aspect? So maybe a concern about community. I don't know anyone in Bali yet. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I want to go there, but how do I practicalize it? I don't exactly know um, how to do remote work yet, mm-hmm. right? In the US versus Bali. So these like practical ways to design the life of your of your uh, joy, that would be really, really helpful for people who is thinking about taking a leap. Sure. Um, yeah. I'd love to be able to distill that for people to make it a little more practical. Um, and maybe for context, I'll share that I, I do bounce around from different places. I currently pay rent, I'd like to say. People ask me where I live. I'm like, I, well, I pay rent in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, so that's where I am right now in my room. Um, but I, I do travel often. I will be going to Costa Rica in a few days to, to run a retreat. Um, just as reference, I, I work for an organization and we'd run... Uh, ayahuasca retreats, plant medicine retreats for leaders called One Heart, One Heart Journeys. And I'm taken to Costa Rica about five times a year to do that work. Um, why Bali? I spend a lot of time there. I lived there over the pandemic and I've created a big community there. And that's where I kind of started off my artistic abilities and my artistic talents with some of the work I do. I design uh, objects and with jewelry and I started DJing there. Um, Colorado, I just have a lot of tribe there, a lot of community. Um, but I find myself doing a lot of work and creating more community here in the, the Bay Area more and more so now where mm. music and breath work mm. and, um, and coaching, whether it's um, plant medicine integration, psychedelic integration coaching or life coaching. Um, so that's just about me and where um, what I would say in terms of how I've been able to integrate all of this together is that it, again, it's not, it hasn't been a linear process where I I have this very intentional, this is what I want. Um, But a lot of it has been in, again, following, following my joy, following my flow and knowing that these are the things that I like, enjoy, I enjoy in my life, enjoy doing, whether it's music, whether it's beautiful objects, sacred objects, whether it's ceremonies and retreats um, or whether it's, you know, whether it's breath work and um, it's been kind of like a like connect the dots kind of journey for me where, you know, like this dot leads to this, to that, to that, to that. Um, but I know that what I want in my life is I want to be able to be mobile. I want to be able to be um, able to uh, do the work I love to do, which is in transformation. And so whether it's the ceremonies or the music or the dance or joy, beauty, it's all in the spirit of transformation, transformational art. And 
I choose intentionally the 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 ways I I, I support myself and and do work that are in alignment with you know my guiding principles and my vision for my life. So that's in the work of transformation, being around great community, being able to move around and be in places that I love. And so, um, and so I've intentionally chosen for myself not to not to do work that keeps me in any particular place. Mm. I've intentionally to be around people who um, to do similar work and are in the same spaces. And by that, by that kind of um, decision-making process that I have, I've, um, those are the things that I like, I, I intentionally choose to do. And the rest have been, have been through expressions of the ways I want to help people. Mm. And from, 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 from those conversations, I've found the opportunities and the projects and the possibilities that have aligned with my desired way of living. Mm. Mm. This reminds me of a quote um, or uh, an idea I got from listening to a conversation between Joe Rogan and Sakuru. Mm -hmm. and, and the big nugget that I took away was instead of pursuing happiness, which implies happiness is outside of you, make your life an expression of your joy. Mm -hmm. So you, my friend, is very uh, are very clear about the criteria, the life that you want. You want to be around great people, transformational work. You want to be mobile. And as such, you didn't say this in the way you articulated. You uh, are open to new possibilities to contribute to this ecosystem. And then you also surround yourself with great people. So wherever they are, that's kind of where you're drawn to. Is that is am I projecting that too much, or that's not at all? It's it's definitely. I feel like that's one of my superpowers. I I I, I surround myself with amazing people, and I'm a connector in that way. Um, mm. I'm connection is my superpower. Finding mm. myself connected to others and forming connections with with other people, and so, and that's part of the spirit of 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 service for me in just like helping people just achieve whatever they desire and mm. opportunities then have, you know, have, have flown, have flowed, flowed down to me. And I think that's part of the surrender that I've, I spoke about earlier of just um, being in service and surrendering to the, you know, the, the, the benefits and the gifts that have, have come, come, you know, that are a result of that. And mm. so, yes, um, Offering energy in the spirit of something joyful, something you love, something in service, um, often comes with the the gifts, you know, mm -hmm. like gifts allow you to receive gifts. And so for me, mm -hmm. I've found exactly what I've wanted. And I, you know, I I work, I I have a strong belief that intentions and manifestations are real. Mm -hmm. Um that what I would like to receive has most often come come to me come to me in 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 various ways maybe not in exact the same exactly the right way and this is a lot of you know um like quantum theory work um quantum okay. quantum physics work well, that you, since, you know, Joe sure since you mentioned it do you mind going to double click on that what does that mean yeah. For, yeah. for for people who may have heard about Joe Dispenza, but who's not really well versed in it. What is this quantum theory work that you're talking about? 
yeah, so quantum, you know, quantum physics, quantum, you know, the, the quantum um, is is that we live in a in a in a, in a nonlinear world, and and that there is there are m multiple possibilities, there are multiple like infinite, you know, universes that exist, and that whatever you desire in your life is possible through the power of belief, um, because our thoughts, our energy, our beliefs, our energy, our words, are energy. And we're all made of energy. The entire universe is made of energy. And so if you align yourself and your thoughts and your beliefs and your words with a particular um, energy, that energy will become attracted to you. It's the law of attraction um, also, um, if anyone is familiar with that. And, and so when you align all of your own self with what you want, you will attract it. And, um, and so for me, and so for practically speaking, it's like, if you, if you say, you know, if, if you, if you, um, you know, whatever, whatever you, whatever you say, whatever you say in, in, in a particular way, um, will become attracted, you know, you'll be attracted to it. If like, if you keep saying that you're late all the time, um, to work, uh, I keep, I keep, I keep showing up late. You'll keep showing up late if you, you know, are able to rephrase yourself and, and, and say something like, I'm getting better at becoming on time, getting on time, then, you know, that is the energy you're, you're expressing to the, the outside world, the universe to yourself. And so you're going to attract that same energy and you're going to start showing up on time. And so for me, I've been calling in, you know, and, and saying to myself and just being very uh, in integrity with what I want in which, with, with things, with what I say and with what I think, with what I believe. And, and my experience, my personal experience is that it has worked. Um, uh, when I believe that I'm going to be receiving something and I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be successful in what I'm doing. I'm going to call in more coaching clients. I'm going to call in more opportunities to share my music. I'm going to call in, I'm getting, I'm being, I'm getting better at DJing. I am, I am a successful coach, for example. These things are aligning myself with the universe around me and those things are actually coming to fruition. And, and so it's, uh, it's important for anyone to, to really start believing in the things that you want and don't doubt yourself and, and don't say things to, ne to negate or discount the things that are possible for you because everything is possible. Um, to reflect back on, what, on, on Joe, like Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza, is, is a, he wrote an amazing book. Um, um, forgetting the name of it now, but it's it's about the power of your mind and belief to heal physical ailments. I think he had a like debilitating, maybe life potentially life ending um, um, illness, and he started to believe that he was healing, that he was getting healthy, he was going to get better. And despite what doctors told him, he believed that he was going to get healthy, and he did. And the book is, is about that and the power of the mind to be able to call, to attract and call in and create whatever you want in your life, because we live in a quantum world where anything is possible through the power of this alignment of energy and belief. Mm. Beautiful. Um, well, let's talk about your superpower a bit. Okay. You see your superpower is attracting the right people. For those people who may be a little introverted, right, who may feel a little lonely, who may definitely want to tap into this high vibration community, this this energized 
this energy, the collective energy that you talked about all over the world. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm definitely one of them, right? Sounds awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> California, you know, Colorado, Bali, wherever. The yeah. Case. Um, can you say a little bit more about how do you go about intentionally uh, befriend or enter a community that resonates with you, that amplifies your collective energy? Hmm. Uh, so just to clarify that question, you're asking, how do I, how do I find community? How do I, yeah. How do you find it? You know, how did you find a, your community, your tribe mm -hmm. out of, let's say a billion other, you know, communities out there? How did you, how did you find the tribe that really resonates with you that nourishes your soul? Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> there, uh, well, for me, Personally, when I found myself being attracted to different things, being attracted to different energies and communities after being um, in a, you know, very mainstream corporate world um, where I used to, you know, I used to go to bars, I used to drink, I used to, um, you know, just be in, in, in spaces that weren't really um, opening, opening me up to, you know, to, to being a better version of myself. Um, I, I, I soon thereafter found myself connecting with, um, with people who were interested in having conscious, conscious conversations and over non-alcoholic drinks and, and, and to, um, yeah, to become, you know, do more movement and heart-centered activities and find myself in, in tea houses and, and, and vegan restaurants. And it's interesting. Vegan restaurants are a great place to find people that I liked. Um, even though I'm no longer vegan, but it just, you know, it kind of attracts a certain kind of person who is a little more conscious about like what they want to do, you know, how they, how they live their life. Mm. And so, uh, and there's often, there's often places in vegan restaurants where, you know, there's something like a community message board. So for example, when I was in Bali, um, I didn't know where to go. So I went to like the popular vegan restaurants where a lot of people hung out and I would just meet people there. Mm. Um, and See, that's and a hack. That's very actionable right there. Yeah. <laughs> so vegan restaurants are great. If I found them to be great, um, uh, yoga, yoga studios. I mean, I mean, mm. not, not everyone, you know, a lot of yoga is like mainstream these days, but certain ones where there'd be events happening, like, uh, maybe like, a like, a, like a, like a breath work or a cacao ceremony, um, mm, mm, mm. very more like intentional kind of activities. And I would just go and attend these, these events and meet people, mm. um, I was just very curious about people so just like go up and like introduce myself often in these new places um so there's an element of also just being um being curious and being open and putting myself out there and often at these places where i would find people who are my tribe they're they also found myself uh, they're, they're also very much very much more open open-hearted um to connect i found myself mm -hmm finding my, my, myself surrounded by people who are just like very sociable and, mm -hmm. and, and kind and didn't have any kind of question around why I was wanting to con like talk to them. So it just like, naturally I found myself more and more a part of these communities um, because we tracked each other. Mm. Beautiful. I love it. And it also helped actually. So to speak about my like artist artistry side and, and mm -hmm. it's earlier, but the way I, the way I look and present myself 
I think opens up the invitation for other people to uh, to just want to talk to me. Mm. Yes. Uh, so I, I found I found that to be a great conversation starter because I mm. you know, um, I wear a lot of jewelry and I have like more unique clothing than, than most people. So I, I tend to stand out um, and my sense of fashion and style has allowed me to make a lot of friends. Mm. Well, I mean, that sounds like a good course. Just, you know, planting a seed, my friend. Yeah. 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 I think you're not the first person to have said that. Yeah. How? Uh, okay. So, okay. So let's brainstorm on that for a moment, right? <laughs> how to win friends and influence people. That's a, one of a very, very top, popular, you know, personal development book. Yeah. How to wear good clothes and win friends or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think there is something right there. Just want to plan a seat with you. Okay. Um, okay. Is there a last, any, any last thoughts that I didn't ask you that you really wanted to say? I forgot to ask you at all. Any, yeah. any parting words for our people? Parting words. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'll say, I'll say like the work that I, I love, I love doing is, is helping people realize their best, truest, most aligned, integrous, and um, self-expressed selves. That is, that is what I love. You know, that's, that's how I found myself in, in, in the way I am now, um, living completely free from expectations or judgments from others and just doing the things that I love to do. I love to help people doing that, uh, to do that. Um, I do that through a variety of work I do, um, whether it is supporting people in their transformation through um, plant medicine retreats, through my work with One Heart Journeys, through my own personal work with transformational coaching or psychedelic um, coaching or my music. And that is how I want people to live. That is how I want everyone to be able to um, to express themselves and live their lives without without any kind of um, contraction or pressure from, from kind of any external source. And it's important to, to recognize that um, there's a lot of external extern, externalities that create you know misalignments in our lives. Um, whether you're expecting to receive love from others or you know, you're getting pressure to perform or be a certain way from others. And I want everyone to know that um, those are outdated ways of thinking, the outdated mm. ways of being, and we get to give love to ourselves first and foremost. That's super important. Self-love, I think, is like number one for anyone to live a, a life um, that, they, that they truly love. Um, and and to um hmm, and to recognize that you may have self-loading beliefs you may have fears that's normal for everyone and those are those are way those are things that get to be shifted and get to be transformed um and once you do you get to experience and live a life of of full integrity and alignment and i that's my wish and hope for everyone beautiful salman let me take a moment to really acknowledge you more than anything else, more than your stories and the different modalities that you have taken on. <clears throat> I just really appreciate how you live your life going from corporate America or an MBA to <laughs> transformational artist, DJ, breathwork teacher, 
integration coach, all of these different ways to take care of people. Um, yeah, I have no doubt that you would be, um, you know, whatever aspiration that you wanted to be, you're already doing that. So I really, really appreciate the joy, the courage, and the purpose, purposefulness that you, um, that you embody. So thank you so much for sharing your story on Noble Warrior. Thank you, CK. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for this uh, wonderful conversation. I, I really appreciate it. And I loved it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and inspire you on your journey towards purpose. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of this episode with all the important links at noblewarrior.com forward slash episode number. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe on Apple Podcasts as well. I really love hearing feedback from you. So share a review on Apple and let me know what part of this podcast episode resonated with you the most. Remember, your higher self constantly points you towards your purpose. And now is the time to take action towards that.